0: hello and welcome to another episode of the archers my name is katie and i am one half of your co-hosts
1: i'm the other half of your co-hosts tonight my name is madison that's right this is archers after dark but on the main feed but only because it's after dark we're not giving you any juicy patreon deets (laughs)
0: It's literally after dark for us. <laughs> and you have to know about it.
1: I'm just saying, we haven't recorded a nighttime main feed episode, you and
0: I, in for a while. In forever. Yeah, maybe since like up season one. Yeah. This is yeah. like
1: rare occurrence.
0: Yes. And I knew I knew that we would get to a point eventually where we were doing nighttime records again. Back to and our And here roots. we are back to our roots yeah back to our like pacing the night staying up way too late roots yes 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 yeah and far away from uh, the obligations of daylight
1: exactly exactly Mm -hmm. um I'm so happy to be here with you this week Katie Mm -hmm. I'm so happy to be with you Madison and you listener I'm so happy to be here with you
0: Yes, how could I yes. forget? How could we forget our listeners, our dear, dear listeners. Um, yeah, thank you all so much for the extreme love and support that you have poured out to me. I've been collecting it like rainwater to store up for the months ahead as I continue this journey. And everyone's just being so lovely and generous to me, and um I'm just so grateful. I just feel so happy to be an Archer. Truly.
1: This community yeah. has showed up for you and Lizzie in bigger ways yes. than I even thought. I just... It, yeah.
0: No, it's been a lot of... Um, yeah, it's been a lot of um, just, like, intense... Uh, like, just... Receiving this much love is, like, a very spiritual, kind of intense experience to be, like, so held in community. I just feel deeply, deeply, like, seen and held and, like, carried right now. And um, uh, it's, like, too much for me to even appropriately thank everyone. So I just feel like I'm just going to be eternally grateful and try to make it up. For the rest of my life. You know what I mean?
1: No need to make
0: it up. <laughs> I
1: think. Uh. It, your presence <laughs> is enough. You know. That's all yeah. anyone's in it for.
0: And yeah. I, I feel that me. way about other people. But not for me. So <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. It's hard to apply to yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, <But>. yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh <laughs> well. I am also so grateful for everyone. For showing up for you. Because you deserve it.
0: Thank you.
1: And
0: we work very hard. (laughs) We try. That's for sure.
1: I mean, we're recording an episode and Katie's going into surgery this week. So I think that that is very commendable. I just want to name that. Thank
0: you so much. Thank you so, so much. Um, Yeah. And I just want to name that Madison continues to live life, even though life is... um, you know, uh, even though they live in New York City, and th- at times are hard for all of us. You know, <laughs> you're really doing it every day. Uh, yeah,
1: unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I can only. Do I just my
0: mean, best. <laughs> you are you are holding us up so much right now. You are far more than just half of our team and I'm so grateful for that. Yes. I'm I'm sorry, but you just have to believe me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. Because there's been times where you've held more than half of the archers. We just fluctuate like a ocean of rainwater, you know? We just move. Ocean of
0: rainwater. Beautiful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you can't tell, I went to a yoga and sound bath event tonight. (laughs)
0: I'm feeling like fucking insane. (laughs) Like I'm on another another plane good good i think that's (laughs) fine and good energy to bring
1: yeah um so i guess oh my god katie i didn't even talk Mm. to you before we started recording are we going Mm. to address the like 12 elephants in the room that have happened since our last main feed
0: episode oh wait you're so right i was so wrapped up in being like oh i have to thank everyone because okay this is the thing (laughs) the past two weeks have been fucking
1: insane i literally didn't even remember that until i was so wrapped up too in our notes and like today's episode that i forgot that so much has happened in like taylor's world
0: yes exactly exactly everything's been about me 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 in my little head and meanwhile it's been the wackiest and wildest time to be a gayler ever since I've been a Gaylor which is like heaven on earth like that's the other thing it's like I feel like we're coming through this episode so chill so relaxed and that's because like we're living in times of single Taylor
1: there's something peaceful in the air
0: oh it's exactly yeah
1: there's a quiet hum Mm. and it's like it's like singing to me something in the air about a sound bath (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's literally what I was emulating <laughs> yes no she her being single is generating waves of energy yes exactly yeah that. Yeah, oh. and it's deeply soothing it really really is I gotta tell you I mean
1: <gasps> I'm only what like five miles from her when she's here in New York apparently every Monday now is her schedule mm. to, to walk around the West Village <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: Wow. How lucky we are.
1: No, so I just wonder, you know, if those energy waves also were part of my sound bath tonight, and that's why it's... Um...
0: <sighs> she could still be in New York.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Who knows?
0: I kind of wish that we were, like, dolphins or something and had, like, echolocation for her. <laughs> <laughs> I do too.
1: Okay. Speaking of sound waves, wow, we have a lot of like
0: have sound waves
1: on the mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe we're bringing it up because she is sending out. I mean, that's what we are addressing: the fact that her being single is a different energy.
0: Yes, 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 yes. You could say she's let out of her cage. Boink. Yes. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> wink, wink. She's been let out of her cage. But um,
1: so what has happened? Even there was a
0: breakup. Okay, the breakup happened on Saturday. Saturday, oh, I remember it all too well. Oh my God! Yes,
1: everyone exactly. knows where you are. Every you called
0: remembers. me. That's right. I broke the news to you and I will keep that for the rest of my life. No, truly. Mm-hmm.
1: Truly. And you go, they broke up. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, Josh and Carly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because that is the more likely to break up couple. No, 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 no. I don't think so. <laughs> I know this
1: is main feed, but whatever. <laughs> it's honest reaction.
0: It's honest reaction. There's a lot of they's in our world. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But um earth-shattering. That happens and then what? Okay. Easter Sunday.
0: Yeah, he is risen. <laughs> yeah, Easter Sunday immediately following, we have our Gayler Fest retreat planning retreat on Sunday. Oh, yes. And it is heaven, imagine. 17 galers meeting for eight hours online every free moment of not planning this conference is is giggling and kicking our little heels together over the breakup it's true it's not about the breakup it's about taylor being 30 flirty thriving single and ready to mingle it's about taylor being unshackled from the bonds of a relationship and loving it, I mean so happy. Exactly. Yes. Yes, yes. yes it's yes. about
1: the hilarious articles that Tree Payne was dishing out to every publication about Joe.
0: <laughs> I have been wondering for years what their breakup articles would sound like, what the spin would be. This was my wildest dream. I never Absolutely. thought they would do it. I never thought they would do it either. It is wild, the paint the portrait that they're painting. And far and away, my absolute favorite framing is this timeline that they've invented of, they fell in love in 2017 yeah. when Taylor was not leaving. No one saw me like hiding earlier. away with him. Right. Hiding away with him when they were in their bubble then the pandemic hit like are you kidding me they're ignoring the fact that she had the world's largest and most successful tour of all time (laughs)
1: yeah in In between those
0: in between those two things like they had three solid years of being out and about everywhere together
1: but yeah in 2020 is when they really got to know each other
0: yeah, also. when they were quarantining together in their little bubble, making sourdough like Betty.
1: Oh, my God. She had said that by the, the time they were broken up then, which is just gorgeous
0: and perfect. Gorgeous. And beautiful. A plus. Truly. 10 out of 10. 10. Chef's yeah, kiss. Chef's kiss. Yeah. Give my
1: compliments to the chef.
0: <laughs> That's say tree.
1: Tree! Literally! Serve that shit up on a dish. Uh, Oh. Yum yum yum. Seconds for me. So then that's all of Sunday too, is we're getting more articles, we're getting more Joe cock-shaming, we're getting more... (gasps) Like... (laughs) I knew that would throw everyone for a loop. I'm
0: sorry, (laughs) listeners. If you're in the middle of doing something, you need to do that. Just Um, spinning out on the road now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Um mm. what um yeah so then I don't even know the weeks. Starts... Well so then,
0: oh, right. Monday. And then the narr- Monday. And the narrative shifts to wait, yeah, what happens Monday? Monday
1: she leaves the restaurant oh, in the West yes. Village that's right, owned looking... by two lesbians.
0: Mm-hmm wearing her like I'm free butterfly pants. And her little Diana Revenge crop top. Oh. She looks gorgeous. This is this is the epitome of and by the way I'm going out tonight. And that's the thing. It's like she it's so fascinating to watch history being rewritten as this breakup unfolds because suddenly you're getting this narrative that Midnights was the breakup album
1: mm-hmm. and
0: like they've been broken up before Midnights came out. And
1: suddenly all the Swifties saw it coming.
0: Yes, suddenly. Suddenly they hadn't been like hate-criming us for months about how they would never were ever going to break up.
1: Three years of heartbreaking albums, but suddenly midnights yeah. was i feel like
0: it's the end absolutely yeah and then you start you start getting articles about swifties that are in denial that they're broken up and mm-hmm. how they actually think that they're married and that when they say they're no longer boyfriend girlfriend it's because they're now husband wife so that was kind of an epidemic and the new york times reported that was a pandemic a, a pandemic <laughs> um and that was very fascinating to me because suddenly it was like oh my gosh they sound like us mm-hmm. only the difference is that no one would ever write a new york times article quoting us as if we can be should be taken seriously right
1: they do sound like yeah. us where they're like i don't believe what you read in the papers <laughs> <laughs> like smoking a cigar in the corner like that's <laughs> and they were really leaning into that but um they they forget that this wasn't real Never yeah seen.
0: yeah yeah and at the same time so that's kind of what swifty's journey was and then as far as the media narrative goes we really see a shift away from amicable friendship they drifted apart like it that's really how it started you know this idea of like they just they were they fell in love in a bubble and they didn't know how to make it work in the real world like Right. Doesn't make any sense. But that is the narrative at the beginning. And it shifted instead into a fascinating narrative that Joe was jealous of Taylor's fame and success. Incredible. Incredible. Like, who is making that? Who is saying that story? Who is putting that out there? He looks like he
1: could turn into a villain at any minute quoted sean Mendez. he was just easter egging the pr um he was just laying the seeds for what was to come and now he's gonna continue to only play villains if
0: he gets more roles godspeed um yes our new our new little baby boy who's shaved off his beard right our clean shaven little villain and now he has to
1: ride lime scooters around london
0: Wow. Scooters. See, here's the thing. Riding a scooter without a beard is a master class in a Taylor Easter egg. That single photo posted by Emma Laird. Is that her name? Yeah. Okay. Posted by Emma Laird. The photo of him clean shaven on a scooter. It's like all the Gaylords know what that means, and all of the Hitler Swifties know what that means. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how can it be so perfect for both of us? But yeah. it is. It's so it's, perfect for both of us. It's actually my favorite thing that Joe has ever done. Ever. No, 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 no. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. I cannot eclipse the princess posing. I can't I Okay,
1: you're so right for that. Because <laughs> yes. that was really good. And there's something about the yes. way he is so disheveled during that era too that really
0: adds to it. <laughs> Definitely. Like so Yeah, and do you remember how after that movie came out, like it was like The main takeaway, people. I didn't see it. Thank God, I would never watch it. But the main takeaway was how sweaty he was during it. (laughs) I didn't see that. No, (laughs) that is the main takeaway from that movie. Everyone was like, "Those sex scenes were disgusting." There were just gallons of sweat throughout the whole thing,
1: and it's like to me, him in sex scenes.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's like to me, it's like that little princess, yeah. Needed um needed a break. He needed a break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, with his scooter, shaved off his beard. It's like, oh, he's ready. It, he's um in his revenge. He era. looks he's very cute, Mara. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he's dressing he's- for revenge. is <laughs> dressing for revenge. For revenge. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's riding that scooter for, for
0: revenge. revenge. <laughs> Yes,
1: he's paying a dollar twenty-five a minute <laughs> for that.
0: Okay.
1: No, it is not a dollar twenty-five. No, minute. it's like oh. ten cents a minute or something.
0: Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I don't know how much it is. I just made that number up too. Our really little,
0: our little Pisces princess does not have the money for a dollar twenty-five a minute. No, no, no. <laughs> 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 oh.
1: So then we get her papua gorgeous. Yes. West Village Five. And then we get the Florida shows.
0: Oh, God.
1: Which, yeah. One of two Thursday shows for the whole tour. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think the second Thursday show is August 3rd, if I'm not
0: I mistaken. I believe it is August 3rd. Yep.
1: Um, yeah. <clears throat> um, but. <laughs> so, the the first Thursday of the tour was in Florida, and yep. Miss Gorel had mm-hmm. four new outfits. Also, keep in mind, Katie and I did skip recording last week for the Patreon episode just to watch live streams <laughs> of the Thursday show because we thought she was going to, I don't know, announce, speak now, yeah. and drop everything at midnight.
0: I don't know. I still don't know what I was expecting. I don't I don't know
1: <laughs> either. I don't even think I was expecting that, so I don't know.
0: I, exactly. I genuinely don't know what I was expecting. And you know when that she, sunk in? Um,
1: the very end. Like, literally the last song, all the, and the fireworks.
0: For me, it was when the fireworks came on. That's when it sunk in that nothing happened. Yeah,
1: you're like, it's over. And I
0: was like, <laughs> why the fuck did I do this when I couldn't record it?
1: Right. We both sat over our little phones and watched um the little show and probably both switched live several times but whatever
0: That's great it was great um god i was watching a live where the person the person okay the person recording was singing which is like okay whatever i'm used to it i'm used to that that's fine Yeah, But then, I guess people in the comments, because I always have comments off when I'm watching. Yeah, People in the comments I guess were like, stop singing. And so then she started actively antagonizing all of the people commenting being like, if you don't fucking like my singing then guess what? You can fucking get off my live. And I was like, I am trying desperately to hear her sing the spoken word of seven. Oh my so, god, this was in the middle of seven? This was in when seven was being spoken. Oh it's like no. She was like, oh, who the fuck cares about this? No one cares about seven. This is just a pause, so I'll yell at my followers. No. And I was like, this is my moment, girl. You're like, this is literally why I'm here. <laughs> this is why I'm watching your live and you're ruining it for me. So anyways, it was just, it was an aggro night. And then her choices of surprise songs being... What what have we should quickly do a little update of what the surprise songs were, in the context oh. of the Joe breakup. Yeah, because the first night I thought was brilliant to start with "Speak Now," because a she wants everyone to remember that's like obviously we're all thinking about "Speak Now," but also as we spoke about, it is her first anti-marriage song she literally compares the wedding march to the wedding song to a death march she's so anti-marriage it was an incredible way to be right out the gate like her first performance since the breakup went public to be like i fucking hate marriage and i'm not getting married
1: well that was the other thing when she sang speak now i was like oh so she's gonna announce it
0: right (laughs) yes exactly i also of course thought that yeah
1: speak now and then treacherous which is like vibe switch
0: (coughs) totally but i do
1: love that she's giving red its flowers because all of these red songs are so good acoustic
0: i know i know and it's so i'm i just anytime that a non-single of red is played i'm very happy
1: yeah right like it just they're all good
0: (laughs) yeah exactly
1: and then, oh my god, yeah, and then, well, first, before we even get into the rest of the night's surprise songs. So Thursday, mm-hmm. she debuts four new outfits, which makes all of her outfits mm-hmm. equal a complete rainbow for the first night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She said, by the way, I'm coming out tonight. Sorry, going out tonight. <laughs> yes! <laughs> um, and then she wears this gorgeous Ivy green dress mm. for folklore mm-hmm. when i tell mm-hmm. you my heart stopped it was oh. worth it watching the lives just to see that come you're right yeah you're right oh, like it was stunning i want her to wear it again um mm. but only on thursday august 3rd
0: yes okay so yes yeah, so our hairpin drop of the week do we want to just slide that in while we're talking about the songs. Yes.
1: Our hairpin drop for the week is the fact that Taylor Swift wore green on a Thursday. Yes. Because that was one of the gay symbols from our episode three of this season. Sappho Speaks. The mm-hmm. zine from what? the 1982? 85, I think. 85?
0: That in sounds, the 80s. Yeah, 80- in the 80s,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, a very random one that neither of us knew until we read it in the zine.
0: Yeah, um, we were tickled.
1: Yeah, and we thought it was so silly. Yeah. But sure enough, green was the primary color worn by fairies who also frequently hailed pagan religious rites on Thursdays. Anyone who wore green on Thursday was automatically a queer or a fairy.
0: Which uh, she the sure does that- look like a fairy. Yes! Exactly, like, I mean, she literally fucking did it for the folklore, like, the the witchy time of her show.
1: In her little grotto. Her little
0: grotto, her little, like, elf fairy house.
1: So, not saying that that was for us, because that would be insanely parasocial, but that was for us!
0: Exactly, it was for us, plural. <laughs>
1: So our hairpin drop is just the fact that she dropped a hairpin our way. She threw a hairpin at us.
0: <laughs> yeah. She pricked us with her hairpin. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um but yeah, so then we go into Friday
0: night. hmm Mental illness. I know. For it to be so first of all, two songs for Midnight. We have The Great War. And you're on your own kid. So like fucked up. Really fucked up. And <laughs> so like <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not only another... the order she sang them in is also fucked up. Right. That's right. Yeah. Just saying. And she did she did the Great War with Aaron Desmer. Yes and so yeah I mean that was an interesting choice because I feel like it maybe signaled to Swifties I don't know what Swifties think about the Great War I wonder if they think that she was signaling that they are going to get back together or that they are still together I don't know I don't know it's very hard for me to understand what like the mainstream fan narrative of Taylor is it's very easy to grasp what what she wants her PR to be doing and like what she wants the PR narrative to be but like how fans are interpreting things is very hard for me to grapple with um like we could just chalk it up to the fact that Aaron requested the Great War
1: that's true that's also yeah. true
0: and she probably wanted
1: like his guitar along with her yeah, yeah 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 i mean also people on twitter were talking about how um we didn't bring this up either this also happened during this week um the Grafica study report that was released through rolling stone um about the study of uh, gaylers and anti-gaylers i literally
0: i blocked that out I was not I know I was not looking to, to talk about that because I clearly blocked it out of my mind. But yes, they did have a section called the Great War in that study.
1: And it was referring to Betty Gate, which we have already all talked about how yeah. the Great War gives Betty Gate to us. Like we yeah. can take that interpretation for ourselves, regardless of what yeah. Taylor it's about to her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh So that, and then you're on your own kid. Do you remember, this brought me back, this combination of songs is particularly fucked up because it brought me back to the night of Midnight's Mayhem when she did like all of the remaining ones and it went Lavender Haze and then you're on your own kid. And between the hour where Lavender Haze and you're on your own kid were like revealed, it was
0: war on Twitter. Like it was (laughs) so fucked up. It was one of the worst- nights ever I remember the way my stomach felt that night like oh my god the hat the joy I felt when it like struck midnight or I don't even think it was the one at midnight it was like at 1am lavender haze or something yeah but I remember the joy I felt when it said lavender haze and then the absolute crash down to reality yep when I everything opened Twitter. It, when yes and Instagram exploded with oh my god she like she's finally talking about hashtag those so-called fans like the rumors oh my god yeah so like fucking insane to immediately do you're on your own kid after talking about in the context of uh this great war i mean she couldn't have known that was gonna happen or she
1: did i don't know but either fucking way it was the way my stomach dropped when she's did you're on your own kid i was like girl yeah. fuck you like i want yeah through my phone i was like girl mm. i know how you're gonna Mm-mm. but um yeah exactly. which leads us to
0: saturday night surprise songs <laughs> yes okay so saturday i was more forgiving of her for sure yeah,
1: because
0: these are, these are great mad women mad woman and mean that's camp oh my god they have the t- same time stamp i never noticed that <gasps> 357 for both interesting that's fascinating that equals 15 or six huh Very interesting. I mean, those songs should be studied next to each other. We should put that in our little cap for later.
1: Ooh, so true.
0: Yeah. Because those are paired, the fact that they have the same timestamp, the fact that they were paired together, and the fact that hearing them, hearing that those are the two songs, both of us and the world immediately thought, Chip Lady. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Chip Lady is the epitome of a mad Mm -hmm. woman. Mm Mm-hmm. No one wants to listen to Chip Lady.
1: That's Chips. the thing. I don't know how we didn't make this connection before. Chips. Chips. Shut up, Chip Lady. Boo. That's what the world says. And now she breathes flames each
0: time <sighs> she talks. That's right. That's exactly right. Chip yeah. Lady prevails. <laughs> Nevertheless, Chip Lady persisted. She always does. She always does i
1: just think it's very coincidental that she was oh another thing that happened that weekend she went to london and recorded a music video apparently for vigilante shit
0: (laughs) apparently what is happening right now this is this is a better time to be a Gayler than any other time in our life
1: i know i know truly and we say that like once (sighs) a year so it's just
0: it gets better it's just getting better and better yeah, Like, I never thought that I would get to experience the joy of single Taylor as a Gayler. Mm-hmm. How jealous I was mm-hmm. of all the 1989 and, yeah, just the 1989 Gaylers. How jealous just a I was of, of months ago.
1: We have to be real right now. Just a yeah. couple of months ago, you and I were bracing for a lavender marriage. <sighs>
0: yes yes we were
1: like bracing like truly being like this is gonna happen we need to decide like-
0: there was a significant online rumor like a huge online rumor that many people had reason to believe was kind of like real intel that she was it's gonna do a lavender a full-blown lavender marriage and like w- madison and i have just been like bracing For if that could possibly be true. It's like,
1: that's what queer people have to do. And that's why we were, like, bracing ourselves. Because
0: it's like, we can't be mad. But it's just like... um, But it's like that, those rumors paired with Dear Reader. It's like, we're kind of like, okay. Like, I think she's telling us, like, with this lavender marriage... Like, if she truly commits to a lavender marriage... (sighs) That like actively uses coding that like elaborates that it's an, a lavender marriage, you right know, like, like she would be so talking- obvious
1: and like yes. absurd and like camp about it.
0: yes. And it's like if she was going to do that, we were like, okay, what does that mean for us? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> what does that mean, really, for so- Joe Biden. <laughs> yes really though really though yeah. like what does that mean for us and now it's like a whole new world because like yeah the world is our oyster now this is the revolution
1: baby this is the yes.
0: gay lore revolution right. like it's the
1: renaissance to me like this is literally oh yes everyone is like awakening i feel like we're going to go into i was reading today about um dance mania that happened in like medieval yes! times yes! and I, I've that's how I've been feeling like
0: oh my god oh that makes me <laughs> giddy to hear that exactly right right yeah all of us are just gonna dance right into the ocean yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah Yay! <laughs> camp gayler it's gonna be like a mess <laughs> wading into the ocean never to be seen again because <laughs> we have dance mania from this that's so real though
1: like yeah. I was reading about it and I was like it was, it kept being like, there's no reason to understand, like, no logical reason for them to have done this. And I'm like, what do you mean? They were, they got stuck dancing. Like, I get it.
0: I get it too. <laughs> I do. <get it>
1: <laughs> Anyways, do you think that Chip Lady is going to be in the Vigilante shit music video since Joey King is? And Joey King was also in the Mean music video?
0: I would say that if Chip Lady isn't she's in the a music star. music video, what if she's the ex wife in the Benz? She's a, I'm a star! Oh my god, what if Chip Lady recreates Pearl's, mom- Mia Goth's moments from Pearl? That's yeah. Chip Lady? Oh my god. That would be oh, perfect. I'd go nuts. I'd go feral. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, really though, what will we do if there's a Chip Lady reference? Like, that will be specific. We can't even write that off as anything else but for us, because who else stands her like we
0: do? Who else stands Chip Lady but us? My Use my icon on gaylerswift.com It's chip lady. I know chips, <laughs>
1: chips. It's always a little bit of a question.
0: Yeah, because she's, she's trying polite. to sell them. Yeah, <laughs>
1: chips, chips. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Me too. I haven't heard, like, the chip lady voice in so long. It brought me so much joy. Thank you. I'm glad I still got it. Well, speaking of letting ex-wives out of their cages like chip lady, um... (laughs) (laughs) Today's episode has Mm -hmm. been a long time coming, folks.
0: Oh, that's right. We are about to delve into the creme de la creme of Taylor's iconography. She puts the icon in iconography. Isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, this is an icon that was a special edition for our season three little graphique that we have. And that special edition was because it has come up so much in our time reading blue blood over on patreon and it's insane because in
1: in doing our little notes here
0: mm-hmm.
1: it doesn't even seem like she references
0: cages as much as she references a lot of other symbols in her work yes 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 as far as especially in the music in the exactly music. yeah exactly so it feels but it, it is such a important symbol Agreed. When it comes up it's so strong it's so purposeful that it, it feels very heavy. It feels mm-hmm. like a very heavy kind of intense symbol um, mm-hmm. and that symbol is, as you've probably gathered from the title of this show this episode, yeah. the bird I
1: know Thank you. I know it's so exciting.
0: Yeah, 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 it's
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Light stops. stops. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: okay. One thing I just thought about that I forgot to even like get photos of or anything. But this is a theory I've had going in my head. I'm so glad I just remembered this. Yeah,
0: I'm okay. Too.
1: So let's uh, go back to Red TV era. Okay. Do you remember on SNL how she wore like an off the shoulder moment?
0: Oh my god never forget it. Right. Never forget it. There
1: was another appearance where she did off the shoulder moment and like it was like a revenge Diana revenge type of dress. She's still doing that off the shoulder moment in her outfit on Monday leaving the restaurant in (laughs) the West Village. Mm -hmm. And her silhouettes in the tours are very she has like wings with her like big flowy dresses right
0: Yes, yes. so
1: she's very much giving like bird symbolism c- c- getting free and I've noticed this since Red because I was like why is she wearing so many shoulder moments like it feels mm-hmm. so significant and pers- purposeful not just because it's mm-hmm. flattering but like there's obviously a reason
0: mm-hmm.
1: And then again, like, the beginning of Midnight's era when she showed up to the VMAs and that thing with, like, chains hanging off of her
0: shoulders. And, and a huge, like, feather. She's been wearing so many feathers lately. So many feathers and fur coats. Furs, yeah, exactly. They're always
1: off of her shoulders. Like, yes, yes. I don't know. She's just giving very much, like, bird, like... Yeah. Like, essence in her eyes in her outfits yeah and it's like she's getting more free and free since red tv Mm -hmm. that's kind of how it's progressed like now she has like wings on stage and she's spinning around and she's you know
0: that's true and so much of how her dancing her choreography for this tour is um by the choreographer mandy moore not to be confused with the pop star and actress mandy moore i literally um, was about to be like what <laughs> i know i wish i fucking wish but no mandy moore the choreographer is one of lizzie's favorites because she was a choreographer on so you think you can dance back yes back. i that loved so you, think
1: you can dance that name was yes. so
0: familiar okay okay <laughs> So, yeah, Lizzie loves dance so much, very, like, really um, knows a lot about, like, dance and, and contemporary dance. So, um, immediately, Lizzie was like, oh, my God, Mandy Moore is her choreographer for this. And I agree, there's so much bird feather, like, flying motion in this new tour. And there's, like, the first of all, the beginning is a real, like, Loie Fuller moment for sure like um in the lover era right at the top of the show like there's just a lot of the lowy fuller kind of like dress movement um but throughout the entire show she is like flapping her flowing dresses Mm -hmm. yeah she's flying away she's flying away she looks so free too you know yeah and the spoken word of seven being about being high in the sky being free in the sky yeah Mm -hmm.
1: it's just something that's like so um intangible you know Mm -hmm. but like something an essence that has just like been a pattern repeated since red tv that i like have wanted to play somewhere in an mm. episode and it makes sense here so I'm so fucking glad that I remembered that because it's been on my wow. mind for years now at this point <laughs> it's been a long era yeah <laughs> yeah If in case you forgot we're on day 3,400 <laughs> of Red oh. TV I don't oh. know if it's updates no I know we're technically uh, in like midnights or like eras. No, era. but it's different
0: because like, of the re- of the re-record. Exactly, no. like that's the last re-record, so mm-hmm. I'm still here at the restaurant. The Westerwand. That's the what West I one. I have a hard time saying my R's sometimes. Me too. I had to before <laughs> it. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, right. So exactly, her imagery now has been very bird-like, um, mm-hmm. which is very encouraging. Um, mm-hmm. Because so much of her imagery before this has been the bird cage imagery, which is the antithesis of a free bird flying around.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> well, let's take a look at Taylor's cage lyrics first.
0: There's yes. Many of them. Yes
1: surprisingly compared to other episodes we've done where there's just like pages and pages of exactly hiding or secrets or yes um i guess her first reference of cages is i know places in 1989 cuz they, got- mm-hmm. they got the boxes and guns i re listened to today and i was like wow this is dramatic yeah is it, that-
0: it is It is traumatic. I think it is traumatic, too. And I've always wondered why she uses the word boxes and not cage. They got the cages, they got the boxes, and guns.
1: Interesting. Okay. So she uses both, but why guns, too? Like, it's just like,
0: whoa, what's going on? It's really intense. It's really intense. Um, Okay, so she does say cages and boxes but isn't that just i just feel like that's so that in of itself is very queer coded because cages are physical a lot of times i mean not to rush forward to folklore where uh, she talks about cages being mental but for the most part like cages is typically thought of more as like a physical thing whereas boxes I feel like is more frequently used as a way to trap someone in a less literal way like shoving someone in a box or having your identity be relegated to a box that you can check off like gender or sexuality identity like boxing someone in like the box is truly a um metaphor like for not literal physical trapping and so it's very interesting that she says cages and boxes
1: yeah because she is pointing them out as two separate things which tells you that boxes is is more of like an abstract thing of like yeah putting someone into a box based off of what you project their identity to be or
0: yeah, because, like, I, as far as f- like foxes go, like, okay, cages make sense because you are trapping right. an animal, guns make sense because you're hunting an animal. Yeah, but where are the boxes? Do you use boxes for hunting? No, yeah, <laughs> so that's odd.
1: It's it's just so um it's also scary to listen to when you actually listen to it you're like guns Jesus Christ like you and Harry know. Styles against who like uh, who's your enemy <laughs> El Guapo? No like well, who are you running
0: from oh, not El Guapo. um yeah and and that's the thing too is the and the guns and, and like, guns honey. what <laughs> like Christ yeah. Yeah, they saw them commit vehicular manslaughter and now they're after them. Right.
1: That's
0: that's gotta be what it was. And also the thing that always creeps me out about I Know Places, because it's so melodramatic, it's like whatever, the gun, like I've never really thought through those lyrics until right now. Like even the guns, I'm just like, yes, drama, love it. Yeah, (laughs) But the actual creepy part of that song is the fucking tape recording sound. You're so right. The confessional that gives me chills every time. The click on and the click off. Yeah. Ugh. And the stuttering. Uh, 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 I. 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 Oh my god! It's so creepy. It is. It's incredible. It. I mean, it's amazing. I fucking the, love that song.
1: This yeah. was my favorite one in 2014. Like when I when this album came out. I know places oh, I love was. That my favorite of the whole album so much so that i forgot it wasn't a single oh i love that because i listened to it so much i assumed that it was everywhere i don't know it should have been
0: yeah
1: yeah um what could have been would have been um after that not until 2017 with reputation do we get cut me into pieces gold cage hostage to my feelings back against the wall
0: Mm. yeah that is like beautiful that is when things really cement birdcage wise in my mind because of the reputation um look what you made me do visual of her swinging in the birdcage like so that really like this idea of a human sized birdcage and I know we're going to talk about the music video examples later but um, just like her saying that in um, what is it don't blame me or so um, it goes so it goes okay and so it goes this idea of a gold cage that she's a hostage of like oh I That is really like the cementing of this idea that she's in a gilded cage.
1: Yeah, this one is one of the gayest lyrics in her discography, which is Mm -hmm. why the cage. This one is
0: why cages became important, I think. Agree. Yeah, as soon as she shoots her music video and a whole piece of it is her being locked inside a gigantic birdcage, which, of course, is so reminiscent of... Unta- can't be tamed by Miley uh, uh, Miley uh, Cyrus uh, I almost called her Miley Stewart
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah good old what? Hannah Montana with her birdcage and can't be tamed <laughs> Ashley um, O in in can't be tamed that's her character on Black Mirror oh Ashley
0: O oh, she has so charted funny. with like
1: four different names <laughs>
0: She's amazing. She's so iconic. The true, like, does she have any Gemini in her chart? I feel like she just is constantly swapping identities.
1: She's a Sag Sun, Scorpio Moon. And I don't remember her
0: rising. Mm. I do wonder if she has any Gemini influence because she's able to inhabit other identities very yeah, well. That's a very shape-shifter. true. <sighs> that's true. Mm.
1: Um, yeah, and an archer, so slay. So I... Oh my god, yes, <laughs> exactly. I uh, so then after that, we get this is me trying. Mm-hmm. They told me all of my cages were mental, so I got wasted like all of my goddamn potential. Mm. And a little bonus from folklore is the cardigan demo. Which, mm. these lyrics did not make it to the final cut, but I knew you, living in the gold age, sneak into my birdcage.
0: <laughs> Understandably that,
1: oh, so, I didn't make I it to st- the final
0: cut. <laughs> I just have to say, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I think, think we, we all are. know why they didn't make
1: it. <laughs> this is Tree after Taylor read the lyrics.
0: tree holding a glass <laughs> yeah.
1: she crushed it with her hands from anxiety
0: <laughs> ah, exactly oh dear lord oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that cardigan line honestly that cardigan line the demo sneak into my birdcage like are you joking gold age yeah you rhymed "gold age" with "bird
1: cage." That's why they couldn't put it in
0: cu- in that's the final cut. Cu- <laughs> oh god, what a fucking rhyme that is! Mm. And that sums it up. Like that's that's blue blood for you. I mean, that is blue blood. That is blue blood. We'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, yes, we will.
1: And we can't forget about the two cage references kind of Mm -hmm. on Midnight's Mm -hmm. the direct cage reference in Midnight Rain Mm
0: -hmm. which
1: is always so fascinating to me this part of the song Mm -hmm. my town was a wasteland which town full of cages full of fences pageant queens
0: and big pretenders oh my god what is i would oh god i would just love any insight into what what she is talking about with these because like there's just so much there what a town means to her like what is her town immediately i'm like nashville 16th avenue Like, having to do everything in order to be a pop star. You know, like, picket fences. Like, she Mm. has to live in her cage. She has to live, like, by the rules of, like, a nuclear like housewife. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. with fences and, and in her gilded cage. But it's like, she also has so much affection for, like, her hometown. Like, like her hometown once was so safe to her and now she's looking back on it and she's like, my town was like a horrible, suffocating place. Was yeah, this song is her just like looking back
1: on her memories and being like, Oh shit. Yeah. She's like recontextualizing her life as like a teenager in Nashville, I feel like, in this song. Like, it's her being like, this is actually what it was now that I think back on it.
0: Yeah, which makes a lot of sense why, you know, the way that she speaks about pageant schemes and Dorothea. um, I would love, I, I feel like we should definitely do some episode that's about, like, this idea of pageantry and how she... Has spoken about pageantry because Miss Americana, like, is a pageant title. Essentially, the way she uses a it. drag pageant, and you need to calm down.
1: Yeah, it's oh, yes, really, it's all related to like her idea of gender too, and like gender roles, which is related to her sexuality and everything yeah. else. Because it's like, even here, she's like basically saying the binary is pageant queen, big pretender. Like the girls were pageant yes. queens, the guys were big pretenders because they were all probably gay and acting like they were straight.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which again brings me right back to the "You Need to Calm Down" video.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like that is a si- that is Sixteenth Avenue mm-hmm. filled with gay people, filled <laughs> with pageant queens and Picket big pretenders. Fence. Picket fence, exactly. Yeah it's like a beautiful thing and also like a, a thing that you know like was it even her town like when no one even saw her as gay after that like right. when she wasn't that didn't even function as a coming out for her like it, it feels so bad like she's the big pretender she's the pageant queen and the big pretender and thus high infidelity was born oh exactly Oh, I love that! Yeah, your picket fence really
1: was sharp as knives. I was dancing oh. around it. I was waiting for you to let me in. <laughs> she was dance mania. Oh.
0: <laughs> that's very, Yeah, yeah.
1: That's why that video was born. That was in the middle of her dance mania. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this one isn't technically cage, but I. It was in my brain, so I figured it had to be important. Dear reader, since it's the last song on Midnight's too, where yes. I piece in my pen, and my friends found friends who care. I feel like a pen is the same as a cage, is the same as a mm-hmm.
0: fence. And, you know. Well, that's the thing. I feel like it as far as like animal, like as far as feeling like she's an animal trapped somewhere. A pen is almost the most like animalian of them all because it's like a pen is like what you put like farm stock in like or like a dog where it's like yeah, cages. They have even less room for the size of the animal in a Yeah, park. like you're I feel like from boxes to fences to cages to pens you're getting like progressively more Stifling, limited, like, like you know, and not
1: seen. Yeah, like in a bird seen. cage, it's almost like a glass closet in the sense that you can still see yes. her in there. And during Reputation, yeah. that was very much giving glass closet, right?
0: For oh yeah, men. and lover,
1: and lover, and lover. But then a pen is like, you're out of the visible eye like you're not even there's not like slits in the cage to see you know
0: what I mean like a pen is hidden away too a pen is are they coming to take me away exactly they give really good socks in the pen that's what a a pen is yeah exactly (laughs) like uh, I just can't get over how much Midnight's the more I really look into Midnight's I had, like, such deep intuition during, I think, when she was writing Midnight's, like, during all of, like, post-red TV era. I just had this intuition that she was not well, that she was, like, truly locked away. You did from, I feel like,
1: the entirety of, like, 2022... Mm-hmm. up until like fall of 2020, when Midnight's was announced yes. and everything but like the yes. beginning of 2022 you were concerned <laughs> and you were like I've I have liked. no reason to believe like I have no physical evidence no. but it is just Absolutely. God, it feels weird
0: and a huge reason of this is because of like the TikTok that included a fucking birdcage in it yeah exactly like that was these- the tipping point that was that was when the you were like point. no <laughs> i to this day if i watch that tiktok of her with the um how do you say her name beaba doobie beba doobie beba doobie <laughs> Biba doobie with the Be-ba-doobie. to this day that tiktok of her with Biba doobies see you soon as she's prepping for the the nyu commencement speech gives me chills me too. I had to rewatch it to take screenshots for us to, like, I reference. Saw, no, I
1: saw. And just hearing the, see you soon, it made me, like, my heart sank. And seeing her in that car shot of her just, like, yes. It looks like she's yeah. being driven down from the pen to the city for her little guy. It, lo- it
0: does look like that. It I went to like
1: one that. in upstate New York, so it just, it <laughs> felt <found> so familiar.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ah! (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (sighs) oh and just the decorations the like eye party like party city decorations (laughs) oh good lord oh and the villain from miss
1: americana being present and in the shot with the birdcage with the birdcage for for why what 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 else am i supposed to gather from that It is a deeply disturbing TikTok. I don't know. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it either. And it's been so long that I don't remember if other people reacted in the same way that we did or if it was just us because we already (laughs) felt weird.
0: That's the thing. It's like we're just really projecting so much on because it's like (laughs) at the time. The thing is, is that that came out like less than a week after we released our episode talking about the birdcage and blue blood
1: yeah like after that chapter which after we'll the talk chapter. about later too
0: yeah yeah so we really had birdcages on the mind and we've been thinking so much about her birdcage metaphor and then for her to release this tiktok to see you soon where after not hearing from her for months months and months and months since Like it was June at that point, and I don't think we had heard from her since January, maybe. Maybe even before then, like
1: her birthday, I
0: think. Right, exactly. Where they called her Um, King
1: because, yeah, because then we were only her graduation. was in May and Met Gala Mm -hmm. was like before then and everyone expected her to be there and everyone was tracking her jet and she like flew into Jersey but then didn't go to the Met Gala.
0: Yeah. I know. At least her plane did. Yeah. That's the thing too is her plane was being crazy and just flying every which way like many times a day so it was like clearly like scrambling things so no one knew where Taylor was. Yeah. That was really insane. It was really insane. And then for the bird cage to be filled with books.
1: And a and Grammy. A
0: Grammy. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> William Bowery's Grammy. Just locked up. You yeah. can have it if you find the key. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, wow. She was like we can end the contract when you find the key and you get your little (laughs) grammy. She's like, let's play a game in my pen.
0: Congratulations to Joelle for finally finding the key to unlock the birdcage and get his grammy.
1: We're so happy for you, King. (laughs) Oh,
0: oh. (laughs) I like the abrupt (laughs) I know it adds a certain little flair to it all. It It really does. Yeah.
1: (sighs) So I guess now we can just kind of go through this little timeline that I I put together of Yes
0: I'm so sorry for skipping so far ahead to that TikTok I just really like it's just this imagery of her being locked up is like deeply disturbing to me it is it is where my parasocial relationship um it shines i would say
1: i agree i think that during this point of like nyu tiktok was when we were our most parasocial and then we watched <laughs> the nyu speech and we were both like
0: huh she didn't really say anything oh, oh okay i guess she doesn't need us to be caring <laughs> about it that so much <laughs> yeah like that's
1: weird she didn't say anything about us. <laughs>
0: And I feel like the thing is, is, like, we, at this time, we're also, like, I hope you're okay, Taylor. Like, I just hope you're okay. And I feel like Taylor's response was to write Dear Reader, like, yes, I'm locked up. Yes, things are bad, but please stop caring about the... It's, like, the Swifty that held up the UOK sign this week. And she gave the most, like, begrudged thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah. She was so
1: irritated to give (laughs) that
0: I don't wanna be that person. I don't wanna be
1: that person. I know. Can you imagine that yeah. whole time she was just like sitting at home drinking like fucking old fashions? Uh,
0: I wonder why. Like apparently joke. she watches a lot of TV.
1: Oh yeah, she watches 72 hours of TV a day.
0: Yeah, somehow. <laughs> 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 Good one, Taylor.
1: <laughs> I also love her. Oh! <laughs> I put it. You on left the... it on the loop. Ay ay ay! What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? We're just a wacky podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're just silly. Um... <laughs> Okay, so Katie, I have to tell you about this before we get (laughs) Yes. Breaking news, you guys. Yes. Katie just put the scroller on, but I have to tell you because this is an audio medium and every time we put the scroller on, we have to let you know because it is breaking news. Taylor Swift is gay.
0: I know. I know. It's shocking. Wow, you spilled the tea and the teacup broke. And the wine than the wine
1: um the other night i went down a rabbit hole and read her lover diaries <gasps> oh wow fascinating really fascinating because some of them don't seem real some of them seem just a little bit doctored and pieced together some of them oh, seem okay. like she lied about the dates some of them seem like she just wrote them and pretended that she wrote them as a 13 year old or something you know what i mean you can't oh, yeah. really tell will i ever know no um but this one i screenshot it specifically for this episode okay july 11th 2009 at 4 49 in the morning is written actually on this page not just like taped on there like the lover diaries with the date this one was like mm. written with the time and date okay as far as I know, this is her first mention of bird cages ever. Okay, And she says, she's talking about how she's been reading a lot of self-help books and that she just took a trip to Canada. And the whole time she was there, she was reading mm-hmm. self-help books and going to antique stores. Literally, I love her. Um, <laughs> this is what she said. <laughs> you can control your moods. You have to create a love account and make deposits. In other words, show people that you love them. Tell people that you love them. Another new hobby of mine is antique stores. And not just neat, organized antique stores. I really like the ones where there's so much crap to dig through. You can find absolute treasures for nothing. Mm, Billionaire. I went to two antique stores. Every antique store I've ever been to is so expensive. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I went to two antique stores in Saskatchewan. 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 That sweet Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> and one today in Winnipeg. I bought all these old glass mason jars. I'm going to use them for candle holders. Gay. <sighs> Oh. I bought old scales and watch faces and chairs and old trunks and a bird cage and two lamps this weekend. I gave everyone in the band raises. Oh, that was before the first show we played Calgary. Wow. So at least even though she's dropping all these big bucks on antique bird cages, she's given the band a
0: raise. You know, I love that she checked herself before she wrecked herself. She was like, "Oh no, I do want my diaries to one day go public, so mm-hmm. I will have to mention I gave them racism."
1: You know for a fact that's why she included that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I also had a severe problem with monitoring what I said in my diaries. Me too. A- yeah, I, so I was like, "Will we'll be famous." Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard to be a Sagittarius. Yeah. I mean, we're just destined for fame, so it's really hard. Like, we just have it's to just...
1: assume all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that this is at 4.49am that she wrote that. Talk about manic dancing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes.
1: I'm just obsessed. With- this is oh, the gayest God. imagery I've ever heard. She bought little mason jars for candle holders and old scales and bird
0: cages and chair like so twee so queer 19 year old millennial Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm.
1: and i'm obsessed and she was everything i wanted to be like oh insane and then 2010 i'm gonna breeze through this timeline quickly
0: Good, good, good.
1: <laughs> 2010, MTV and a bunch of random news outlets report that Taylor's first condo was being renovated for months and months and months, and it kept getting pushed back by a fault of her own because she kept adding things. Um, and she <laughs> added a human sized birdcage in it. This quote is from the NVT. NVT. Oh, the MTV article. Oh, the MTV. Okay. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, what's this? Keep off? them on their toes. Keep them on their toes." <laughs> um, this is this is what it said. The 20-year-old moved into a house in Nashville, Tennessee this summer and insisted on the person-sized birdhouse. I don't know why they called it a birdhouse. She's suspended over her pond in her living room and is her favorite place to snack and catch up on television shows. It's just fun having the cage, she said. <laughs> the living room is painted like the night sky. There's a pond in the living room. The pond is a moat around the fireplace that may possibly have koi fish in it. You step on a stepping stone in the pond in order to get on a spiral staircase, which takes you to the human-sized birdcage observatory. They're delivering a human-sized birdcage, which I'll put a brass telescope in.
0: Oh, my lord. Okay, so this girl is living her, like, circus, like, burlesque fantasy right now. This is very burlesque. That's the thing. It's like a bird cage is a way to have a parent-approved stripper pole and like stripper cage in your house. Like it's like a Zoe Deschanel-approved stripper cage. Whoa, you're so right. Yeah, and thinking about like the fact that burlesque came out around this time, I watched and, like, it that- the other night. Oh, you did? I watched it the other night just for Diana, and she was on the unit
1: for 30 seconds, and it was worth
0: it. Oh, my God. Because the movie was incredible. I can't believe I've never seen it. I can't believe you haven't seen it. Yes. You know my Without a doubt,
1: that was Taylor's gay awakening. I can't even, like, I can't even. Awakening? Not even awakening, but I think that was, like, her acceptance, and this is why also she leaned into it so much during her. Yes moving out era like she was like mm-hmm. i am burlesque mm-hmm. like exactly, yes <laughs> you know and she was burlesque and she was watching that movie did remind me of her a lot so i like that you bring it up oh, in yeah. this imagery because it is the birdcage is kind of sexy i guess they put that in like burlesque clubs
0: and she's like doing a little burlesque circus routine in her birdcage in rap era
1: hmm so and
0: can't be tamed came out around this time as well also birdcage very true right can't be tamed was like this year 2010
1: oh that would be jarring if it was that year I'm it mm, it might have been she was young (laughs) now that i'm thinking about it because when i was younger 19 year old miley cyrus to me was like 30 like i, I know, was like she's I grown know. up enough to be she's doing
0: the bird page <laughs> yes. stuff i don't get it and she was younger she is younger than me so when this so can't be tamed came out the exact same year of this in 2010
1: yeah so oh my god she... we need to start the tame miley timelines let's get them running we do, we do. let's get it running crazier mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the entire allegory of hannah montana is taylor swift
0: so that is interesting so bird cages were like a sexy burlesque thing at this time too we have to remember
1: and katie i really want you i put a gif in there of this i don't know where the fuck this came from but it's a good like 360 little view of her um condo i've been looking at it this whole time is
0: it not the most insane thing you've ever seen oh absolutely i'm i'm really like i'm really you know with so many of these things when we look back into past taylor like really pre-her growing up like pre-rep era like Mm -hmm. pre you know cruel summer like of 2016 yeah like i do have a really hard time with her (laughs) and at the time i thought this stuff was corny i thought it was cheesy I, I thought this was cringy because, you know, I was her age yeah. and I was, um, you were being cool in like Boston. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just, um, there was a, like at that point in my life as an 18 year old, like, you know, a poor 18 year old, I, um, yeah, really saw her as wildly sheltered. This is hilarious because I
1: also hated her as a poor 18 year old. Maybe it's just like
0: where you are in your life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. No, I think that that is it. I really think that is it. I don't know how I would feel about her if I was young um, when she rose to fame and not a teenager. But anyways, basically what I'm saying is like, I do understand why Katie of times past found her a little difficult even though now i'm like oh sweetie that's so cute so cute <laughs> of her. but it's like that's because i can look back at her now as a 31 year old um this 19 year old was adorable um yeah but yeah as a 17 year old i was like this is so dumb
1: yeah i i can't imagine i mean now that i'm looking at this give with like those eyes i could see it yes <laughs> i 100 100 see it to me though i'm looking at it like oh this is the blueprint <laughs> I'm like i'm like this is everything this is yeah. everything i wanted at the time oh this yeah is, like yeah. i couldn't wait to like have colorful wallpaper and crazy i don't mm. know a chandelier as if but like
0: right it, everything
1: from the giant golden birdcage hanging Mm -hmm. to the lesbian pride flag drapes that are still hung over the ceiling above the dining because we Uh saw it in Miss Americana
0: yeah yeah and just um the the gorgeous like uh, the gorgeous night sky painted mural on the ceiling Mm -hmm. so beautiful like that's a dream come true this apartment in a lot of ways is like 31 year old Katie's dream come true It's just like everything, I'll never get over Taylor saying to Kanye that everything she does becomes a feminist think piece because that's just exactly right. Every feeling I ever had about Taylor before I was a gayler can be summed up by the fact that she could not do anything, make any choice without me looking at it and being like everything she's doing is wrong. Like everything she's doing is representative of what's wrong in this world.
1: I mean, in a way, we still do that, just in a different way. <laughs> but she still is a think piece, a feminist oh, think piece, but for different reasons. Yeah. And I also still kind right. of the same
0: reasons. Um, so, I don't know.
1: I, 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 I just also thought I
0: your love that. in my heart now. That's what it comes down to. Right, right,
1: yeah. But this this condo gorgeous gorgeous
0: gorgeous just gorgeous you and know the- she was
1: bringing girls up to the birdcage meaning like, don't go like it's fun <laughs> 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 is that just me like i know she only no, did that, to, like, I bring know that up there.
0: she absolutely did those the the blind items we've heard the um you know, the like what we've heard about her seductively coming out in lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> like she absolutely was like, This birdcage is so fun. We should date That one plagues it. me every day. It uh what's the opposite of plague? It, it does that to me every day. It fuels me. It nourishes <laughs> you. It nourishes me. It keeps me warm at night. It's my safety blanket. <laughs> I'm so glad
1: that imagery
0: yeah. makes me sick.
1: this one the next one i discovered kind of recently actually on an app called mercury mercury like a reseller because someone was reselling this poster from speak now of her sitting on like this bed with bird cages hanging around her that apparently came out during the speak now era i didn't remember that i had the cd but i probably blocked it out um
0: (sighs) what an insane photo this is
1: she just couldn't be more obvious. It is quite literally just a birdcage in her.
0: <laughs> and the to me, the craziest thing is that the bed she that she's sitting on has a um a, a headboard. What is it called? A um bed like a frame. iron
1: headboard.
0: Yeah, an iron headboard that looks like peacock feathers. Oh, like, that's how, like, feather tails come up. It's also giving pen. Yes. Yes.
1: And that birdcage on the floor to the left, mm-hmm. is that not the same one from the TikTok? From the TikTok. Is it? Doesn't it look Interesting. like Interesting. Oh, it's not. It's not. But it so. is the same shape. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
1: But from Speak Now era, again, another one was in the Back to December music video, which we noticed first in one of Katie's Gaylord groups, like, years ago. (laughs) That Um, was fun. That's how long this episode has been in the works.
0: Yes, exactly. (laughs) Because noticing
1: this random birdcage in the music video was, like, uh, I found your Reddit post from Gaylord group from that night when I was doing the birdcage like research and I was like, this is so funny. Because even then we knew it was important. Uh.
0: Exactly. Yes, we did. I loved I feel like all of us, there's probably like 30 of us on that call in that Gaylord group mm-hmm. uh, watching music videos. Oh, that was the best one ever. And oh, was nice. it was like just so fun when someone pointed out the birdcage, like all of us screamed.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause it's so random.
0: It's so, yes, it's so random until you connect all the pieces.
1: Uh, And then the fact that Speak Now was plagued, this entire era was plagued with birdcages, for her album immediately after that to be 1989 with her on the cover, just her t-shirt of seagulls flying free.
0: Yes. And this is the first time that she was actively claiming being single. Like, being Mm -hmm. single was her brand during 1989 era. Like, it was her rebranding of not just, like, a boy crazy little girl anymore. Mm -hmm. She was like, I'm free. And so for the fucking seagulls, when, like, one of the classic music associated with seagulls is lesbian seagulls. Mm
1: Mm-hmm yeah
0: if you look up seagulls music you're going to find lesbian seagulls the song Mm -hmm. lesbian seagulls and famously seagulls are gay gayer than like have a high percentage of being gay Um, yeah and so like just so much bird imagery paired with the cages imagery and for her to have like free birds flying in a song where she talks about like being hunted being caged
1: And for the last song, New Romantics, on Deluxe, to be the best people in life are free.
0: Free like those lesbian sequels. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: It's just she's obviously calling attention to the bird imagery and the symbolism. Because her face isn't even in it.
0: Oh, exactly. She just wants you to focus on that.
1: I also found the Lover Diary entry from her talking about this album cover and her being like I didn't like the one that I originally picked so last night during the show I put on a sweater and red lipstick and I made someone take a picture and da-da-da. it turned out the one that I liked is the one like without my face in it and it was the 13th one like it was photo number 13th and I just knew that it was perfect and then she drew a little picture of what it looked like and she was like this is what it looks like she's like it's perfect it's um provoking and it's like it's mysterious and I'm just like she puts so
0: much thought into these things so much thought god I mean like again that's something that like I fucking love to hear as a 31 year old like thinking about this 24 25 year old like Mm -hmm. yeah thinking about this like young young person coming up with this it's like I really love that amount of thought like I love how she trusts herself you know Loving Taylor, being a Taylor lover now, has really made me, like, so brave. Like, Mm. I'm so grateful for how brave she is and, like, putting herself out there and being vulnerable in her art and, like, explaining her process. That's, like, Mm -hmm. why I really miss this time. And, like, I really long for it, even though I didn't get to experience it firsthand. Because it's, like, she was just so brave, especially considering people like me were just, you know, like, so angry with her and really using her. As a, a scapegoat, she was so shaken off. Like she was oh.
1: like, I "Hate it's gonna hate. I'm gonna go strut the streets with my hot girlfriend." Like, <laughs> and I love her for that. Thank God, it's so cute. I just found the page because I did screenshot it, but I didn't oh, thank God! Isn't that God, so, cute so cute? The cute. way she goes, maybe it just looks effortlessly cool. Like, I saw it within t- ten seconds. the shot, the cover. She's so cute. She's so cute. Um After 1989 with I know Places, ooh, this was a good one that I almost forgot to include. From her poem during rep era, yes. anything like me mm-hmm. another big major one that is overlooked.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you want to read this one?
0: Oh, it's so sweet how you always make me read poems. <sighs> okay. So, yes, from anything like me, each new enemy turns to steel. They become the bars that confine you in your own little golden prison cell. Oh, God. This idea that it's simul... It's like, that's the thing. If the bars are steel but it's your golden prison. It's a gilded cage. Mm-hmm. Things are gilded. only golden. steel and gold is when it's gilded. Mm-hmm.
1: Something uh. I just realized is that she says each new enemy turns to steel, they become the bars that confine you. And then she has those like seven or eight men standing around the birdcage. And is that like some sort of reference to the fact that all the men she's bearded with are now the ones that are like confining her from being able to live her truth because it would
0: affect them. It would affect everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every single like new link in her chain
1: Mm -hmm. like
0: affects everyone.
1: And she's swinging in this birdcage. You know what other song she's swinging in? Seven.
0: Oh my god, wow. Wow, I really wonder what she, like, if she made that connection. I hope not, because that's upsetting. (laughs) That's very sweet of you. I'd rather not have made it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) After Look What You Made Me Do, we are brought to May 2022, the NYU graduation TikTok out of our nightmares.
0: Yes, 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 yes. So... Yeah, there's just a lot to go over in this photo, uh, or in this still from the TikTok. Um, so, first of all, the caption is wearing a cap and gown for the very first time. See you soon, NYU, with a cutie little face, and the little hearts and a Statue of Liberty. So, and then the still that you've frozen it on that has the that's the still with the birdcage in it is scott swift she's holding doing the same
1: begrudged thumbs up
0: that's exactly what i was about to say the it's like it now gives me chills to see her doing a thumbs up after the you okay with the thumbs up um <laughs> so yeah scott swift is holding a camera on her and she is in front of i swear to god a party city banner that's purple and gold it
1: might not even it, be... It doesn't even look like Party City. You know how those are kind of expensive and, like, overpriced, but, like, expensive? Like, this is, like...
0: It's napkin material.
1: It's, like, five below when mm-hmm. they, like, say that it's, like, a full party kit, but it, like, is, like, yeah. miniature everything.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It just... It look. It's... It's odd. It's odd. It's... And the thing that gets me is that it's, um lots of creases in it like it was just bought and hung up which feels it's just odd if it's not odd
1: then now i'm getting to a point where i'm like it's kind of insulting like are you taking it as a joke you're getting like an honorary degree are you taking it as a joke no i would never assume that but i'm just i don't think i don't think that taylor had anything to do with this well that's the thing about it she would have had like A beautiful at least real balloons
0: not like printed balloons on a backdrop printed balloons and a printed banner on a on a like napkin material backdrop with so many creases it's not even hung
1: high enough to like be behind her head like it's like no it's not a real
0: backdrop
1: exactly she couldn't have hung that she would have put it higher
0: (laughs) yes exactly and like this bird cage with the books and the Grammy in it, and then a camera, like an old timey camera. Like, it's so jarringly in her way. Like, she is standing next to it. It looks like it's actively blocking her from getting in front of this <laughs> banner. <laughs> I'm so confused about the picture. It's just it, bizarre. It's worse
1: the longer I look at it. Like, I remember this being yeah. bizarre, and it
0: still is just as weird as it was. There's also, like, a little empty basket in there I've never noticed before. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I was wondering what that was. But, yeah, I think it looks like an empty basket. You know, it almost looks like an empty nest. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. 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 It does. Yeah. An empty bird's nest.
1: The camera in there is interesting. With Lavender mm. Haze now. Kind of mm. the cameras in that. And like the public eye vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Those are all of the wonderful Taylor Swift. Birdcage references. All of them. The lyrics. Her life. And her music videos. All the ones that I could collect. If we missed any. Mm. Let me know. Because I really
0: don't think I did this time. I really think I covered all of our bases. I'm so impressed with your note-taking as always. I'm really, I'm especially glad that you got in the um, Anything Like Me poem. It's been
1: a long time. I've had these racked up in my head, you know. I've been collecting yes, bird yes. page references, like Easter eggs. Wink, wink.
0: Mm. <laughs> I love our soundboard so much. <laughs>
1: Move into the... Mode, and I'm gonna take that off the
0: loop yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> see ya <laughs> no <laughs> That's me that's me driving
0: into the next part of the next segment. Yeah. For sure. I feel like someone asked us if we could use music to transition into segments. I can do that.
1: And for our final segment today, we're going to be moving into the symbolism of bird cages throughout history and specifically queer history because that's why we're here (laughs) that's why we're here if you want to hear straight history you're in the wrong place
0: wow that was an incredible segue thank you so much (laughs) no thank you (laughs) It set the scene
1: (laughs) i hope so yeah, yeah. I really hope so. <sighs> so, Katie, do you want to do you want to kick us off with Maya Angelou?
0: Yes, yes, I do. Okay. So, uh, for those who don't know, Maya Angelou uh, was a prolific writer. Um, specifically, she was a poet. Um, she uh, wrote lots and lots of poetry um, throughout all of her life, and she's also very famous and known for her memoir that she wrote um, called "I Know Why the Bird the Excuse Me I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings." And, um, this is a memoir that I would really recommend all people read. Um, especially, like, it can definitely be traumatizing and, um, not traumatizing, excuse me, it can definitely be triggering, um, because she does experience a lot of trauma in her life and kind of recounts that. But it's also, like, so, so, so beautiful and, like, one of the most, I think, important like, pieces of nonfiction by, like, any American in mm-hmm. history. Um, like, truly, if you are a nonfiction reader, and you you read memoir, and, um, you know, I have a somewhat high tolerance for, um, like, stories of assault, and especially, um, like, CSA, if you can stomach those things, I really would recommend this. Um, and it's it's all told from her point of view, like, So it's very personal. And I personally find, like, things that are more personal to be, um, even if this subject is triggering, it's, like, hearing it from the survivor's point of view is always so much more, like, safe for me than hearing it from, like, a speculative or, like, even fictitious lens. Absolutely. So, So yeah, definitely recommend if you haven't read um, I Know Where the Caged Bird Sings by Maya Angelou to read that. And part of sort of the thesis of that book um, is this idea that, you know, when you're trapped in a world that you have no control over in, um, like it is that very essence of being trapped and caged and not having freedom um that inspires you to like lift your voice and to create art and to you know actively want to try to be like a beautiful force in the world um so very empowering for those of us who um had traumas children um have trauma in our lives now have had to go through hardship and even though you know we don't know what taylor's life personal life looks like we don't know anything about like the real we don't know like the depth of her trauma in her life we definitely have a sense that she has felt caged Mm -hmm. and um like watched and unable to engage with the world around her for a long time um and we also know that she came into fame something that's deeply isolating and alienating at a very young age um and that it never ends well for anyone. ever and she herself said in Miss Americana that you know you kind of become trapped in a in a state of perpetual youth when you become famous as a child like you are unable to grow unless you um really seriously commit to internal growth and i just feel like maya angelou like she created this beautiful metaphor um or not created it obviously like it existed before her but like there is no reference to bird cages in the United States without and in art our, in, our, in our current times without thinking my Angelou mm-hmm. and this is so this is a specific quote from her book but a caged bird stands on the grave of dreams his shadow shouts on a nightmare scream his wings are clipped and his feet are tied so he opens his throat to sing so Just, like, really, like, gorgeous, heart-wrenching. And um, Maya Angelou, you know, like, I don't think that she ever explicitly came out um as having like been in relationships with women um but she talks a lot about sexuality in her book and like grappling with fears that she was a lesbian and like fears that she was bisexual and she was a huge 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 advocate for queer people through like the vast majority of her life so i've always kind of saw her as queer in my heart thank you um, that's right capital q that's (laughs) really really right um and i mean she also like literally in 1994 1996 i forget um at a like pride rally was like i am gay i am bisexual i am straight i am christian i am jewish i'm muslim so i think that like she you know saw herself as part of the queer community the way that she saw herself in like in the human community which yeah is really good for her <laughs> yeah listen yeah. and the, okay the real thing though even though i just like said all of that the real thing is that she was actively a sex worker for so long and as far as i'm concerned sex workers are inherently they do
1: inherited. know the human experience more than yes I think anyone in the world yes, and I say that very confidently that Maya Angelou probably does know the experience of every single one of those groups that she named because sex workers see it all and experience it all in a way that humanity doesn't even grasp but that is queer being a sex worker is a queer thing to do capital Q you know
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Queerness
1: as in more than who you're having sex with or involved with in your relationships. Queerness as in capital Q queer, you know. Yeah. But this is so interesting because it reminds me of um, Dancing With Our Hands Tied.
0: Oh, yes.
1: His wings are clipped and his feet are tied. So he opens his throat to sing.
0: Mm.
1: And that's quite literally if taylor you know is as torturously closeted as she makes it seem to be with all these birdcage metaphors it really is all she has and that's why she will never go out of the public eye and that's why the other night even on stage she was like i need you guys for my well-being now because it's like that is the only way that she's ever gotten to express herself or feel validated is by singing yeah it's true it's really true and singing lately too has just become such a like spiritual therapeutic practice for me that like uh, Mm -hmm. this metaphor is even like crazier to think about in that sense that singing is like they can't take that away from you your voice
0: yes exactly exactly
1: that is a whole ass instrument talk about sound waves to circle back to the mm. beginning of the episode absolutely I love energy that. sound waves like that's the yeah the importance oh. yes um along with maya angelou we kind of found our own little historical rabbit hole with the g- bird cages mm. um having to do with our queen and villain rebecca harkness who you guys will hear more of on the main feed soon. Um, but mm-hmm. for now, we're just going to discuss chapter five of Blue Blood really quickly to give you a little sneak peek mm-hmm. of why Blue Blood is important to actually read outside of the context of, like, Last Great American Dynasty.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so one of Rebecca's daughters named Edith was painted by Salvador Dali, who is referenced in the Last Great American Dynasty, as you all know. Um, he painted a portrait of Edith to capture her spirit and he described this portrait as a young girl trapped in a gilded birdcage. So the story goes that in 1958, Dolly and his wife visited Rebecca in her bougie New York apartment, massive, um, and that Rebecca herself had a huge Human sized bird cage in her living room where her mina bird
0: lived. And like a minor bird is a teeny tiny little bird in a giant cage. Gigantic cage, yeah.
1: It's giving Taylor in that that cage. Yes!
0: It literally is Taylor in that gigantic birdcage. Like, she is the same ratio to her cage in Look What You Made Me Do as the Mina is to her birdcage in Rebecca Harkness. Oh, my God. Like, minas are teeny. <laughs> That's even funnier to think about.
1: Taylor yeah, being like, my pen is Holiday House. Her pacing her pen is her, like, 30-room, 50-bathroom, 12-kitchen home on the coast of Rhode Island. That's her pen, which is even more sad. Yes. To think about a minor bird in like, a giant cage and, like, the loneliness of that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, he painted the portrait, and one friend said about the portrait and about Edith, you knew instantly that this girl wanted to be free and wild and was trapped. Which is why we compare Taylor a lot to Edith. And you'll hear in our Blue Blood episode soon that we kind of discovered Taylor's relation to the Harkness family goes generationally, not just like through Rebecca.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we are always like pushing for Edith to be recognized as the Taylor parallel. Yeah yeah and and honestly like her performance of last great american dynasty thrilled me because it did have Rebecca as, as separate from taylor yeah and like kind of like pushing that idea
1: yeah mm-hmm. 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 and kind of like passing the torch in a way yeah even though she didn't pass the torch to edith because the only thing edith got after rebecca died was that painting that was the only thing that Edith put in her will for her, yeah. which is and antihero. Then she died right
0: after, yeah, exactly, yeah. And
1: Edith was the only one of her kids that was there for Rebecca's death, and yet that's all she got. Mm-hmm.
0: Fuck. Yes. Oh, I can't wait to talk about Blue Blood on the main feed because I know there's just so much to go into after the funeral scene and antihero, because that's how Blue Blood begins. By the way, is yeah. in like a, a divisive uh, funeral. Uh, memorial scene where children are fighting over the will
1: at the Carlisle Hotel nonetheless (laughs) Uh, (laughs) oh yeah okay now moving on from blue blood Mm. we have to address the birdcage the movie the birdcage yes which I also finally watched yay the only movies I
0: watch are for this podcast (laughs) um yes which i'm so grateful for um yeah so the birdcage is one of my absolute favorite movies in the world it is my number one not maybe not number one but it's in like tied for number one um of like comfort movies that like deeply comfort me when things are rough um robin williams is iconic. Nathan Lane is literally a revelation. Christine Baranski um, fucking kills it. And her name's Katie in it, which is iconic. Um, and yeah, it's just, it fucking kills. It slaps. It's the best. It's the best movie in the world. And the thing that's wild about it is that The Birdcage is um the movie version of the musical or play, play, not musical. Um la cage au faux, which is the French term to um which is like okay it literally translates to okay literally it's the birdcage. But what it means in French culture is the like the cage of crazy women. The the cage of mad women and what mad women mean in this context is gay men. Gay so men it has so many men. layers, exactly, of like drag queens. So it has so many layers. And is that um, not Taylor? Taylor yes. is drag. Exactly.
1: I'm obsessed. I thought Birdcage was so so funny and ahead of its time and I actually felt a sense of grief. I tweeted this afterwards but I felt a sense of grief after watching it that I hadn't seen it sooner and I think if I would have seen it sooner something would have really shifted for me. I don't know what but like it was just so good. It felt like um, I was just like past the time I should have seen it. You know what I mean? I do. I do. Yeah it's one of those movies but it really did make me think about Taylor watching it as, like, a kid. Yeah. And, like, that's, I think, also why. Because I was like, I wish I would have seen this as a kid. Like, Katie and, like, Taylor. And you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I can't imagine how that would carry into her obsession with bird cages. She can't, like, subconsciously ignore the birdcage movie while buying all of
0: these antique bird cages. Oh, certainly not. Uh, and the aesthetic of the movie is so good too oh it is It the is. the aesthetic is enough to be like oh Taylor must have been inspired by this and it's so
1: funny it's so funny oh, in yeah. such a smart smart way Ugh, I just can't I know I'm obsessed um, mm-hmm. another movie reference which I noticed um, this past weekend watching the Midnights in Wonderland extravaganza i don't even know what to call it um but yes there's this little character when alice is lost in the woods in the labyrinth of her mind if you will mm. and she's singing sad songs Um, and one of the characters who's listening to her sing all these sad songs is this bird whose stomach is a bird cage and when it like catches birds it like eats them
0: and then swallows them and they get put in the birdcage of their stomach Oh, good lord oh that is so insane and what song was playing so what you guys did was listen to midnight's 3am version in reverse so not so that the songs were playing backwards but that like went in order the track list in reverse the track list in reverse and what song was playing during the scene
1: um let me remember because I know when she's in the woods, it was either midnight rain. I think, okay, because yeah, the cage bird shows up first during midnight rain. Okay. And then it kind of leaves during you're on your own kid.
0: Like, Which that's, when, that's when all the characters
1: are sitting there, like, crying with her, and she's singing on the rock, and they're all crying with her. That's your on-your-own-kid. Wow. And, I mean, that's when she's talking about cages, too. That was a big moment when we were all watching it together. Everyone yeah. was like, she just said cage, and this cage character just showed up. And I was like, this wow. is why it's insane. Like, this is why. Um. So I thought that was interesting to include because Alice in Wonderland, obviously Taylor is obsessed with. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it is true that she somehow did like a Midnight's in Wonderland thing um, as, as a Pink Floyd, dark side of the moon type of deal, then it's obviously significant in that way too. And it's a great metaphor for Shelley Wright's machine thing too, of like, it eats you up. It swallows you whole quite
0: literally swallows you whole puts you in the cage, you know? I mean it, it gives me chills yeah it's fucking insane wow and then one
1: last little historical piece that I only included because she's been talking so much about Victorian nightgowns and collecting figures and she was a Victorian woman and blah 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 mm-hmm. um, this very interesting like academic journal article which was written in 1991 and I unfortunately could not access the entire thing I'm going to have to use my partner's um, school login to actually read the whole thing <laughs> Um, because I'm not in school anymore. So <laughs> that was a jarring reality to face. Um, <laughs> that I couldn't fucking read this. Um, but oh. it is called The Bird in the Cage. And it's mm. in the Journal of the History of Sexuality from 1991. And it is about these two artists from the Victorian era named Sir John Everett Millias and William Holman Hunt. I have no idea mm. who either of these people are but alas i'm sure some of you art people do um Mm -hmm. so this is just from the first page of the article that i could read the preview right so i can't imagine actually getting into it but apparently the symbolism of a cage Mm -hmm. and like it being like trapped and everything um derives from social and sexual structure of victorian societies which makes sense because when i think of a antique birdcage it gives victorian imagery right totally yeah with like yeah. a little like paper umbrella
0: you know <laughs> <laughs> I love that I yeah
1: know. i'm um, also
0: thinking of opera glasses
1: oh yes yes yeah yeah oh obsessed um mm-hmm. feather fans like oh Ooh, yes yes so sir john everett millies um has a painting called waking which mm. waking Wake in the night. Pace like a Ooh, ghost. Yeah. I wake up screaming from dreaming. Mm, wake. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like a big example used in the paper. And they described this painting as. Um, well, it's this little girl sitting in an iron bed frame, actually. And Amazing. it's um, the bottom of a birdcage. Kind of just in the frame. In the top right frame of the painting. Please look it up to look at it with us. Um mm. It's called "Waking" by Millis, M I L L A I S. Um, and it looks now that I I didn't even think about this doing the notes, but it is identical to the photo of Taylor sitting in that iron bed with like just a part of the cage in the corner poking
0: out. Yes, and it's, it's like actually a Yes, me out. it's because it, they're yeah, both iron beds. Maybe we should post them next to each other, um on Twitter, on Twitter, like yeah yeah, episode. yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, oh
1: my God, that's very crazy.
0: It's yeah, it is crazy. It really is crazy.
1: So the writer of this journal article describes this girl who's sitting in the bed as um staring in wonderment and questioning. Mm. Does that not remind you of Wonderstruck? I was just about to say wonderstruck, yeah, and of a question, uh-huh. Waking in the night, all these sleepless nights, questioning. Yeah. Um, And this is an interesting quote from the first page, too. Within the framework of a specific set of gender distinctions, these paintings, like during the Victorian era,
0: Mm.
1: including birdcages, actually constructed meanings, morals, and values based off of their symbols. In a very similar way that Taylor's music does yeah yeah like we take the birdcage symbol from her music as its own symbolism for closeting and Mm -hmm. fame and Mm -hmm. like it has its own moral implications within the framework of her art but then even pulling it all the way out and looking at birdcage's symbolism in history in general Mm
0: -hmm. we still find references (laughs) so (laughs) Wow, yeah. references that really hold on to queerness. Yeah. Yeah. And, and shape I mean, queerness. This paper was
1: written in 1991. Mm-hmm. So, this is obviously a framework and like symbolism that has been around. If they were writing about it in 1991, then it's been around since the Victoria. Yeah. War. Yeah. I just can't believe it and I also can't believe that I included this at the end of our little notes and didn't think about the fact that it looks identical to that lithogram from Speak Now era.
0: It's so exciting. It's so freaky because
1: she's like quite, yeah. she's like pondering in the same kind of way but she looks kind of like mad and scheming.
0: Yeah as opposed to this little girl who's like what does this birdcage mean about me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow. Well. Yeah, no, I mean, like, that's so amazing. I feel like there's just, like, so much more to unpack with the birdcage symbol. Like, because it has been used for so long across, like, different art forms, paintings, and literature, yeah, movies. And um, I feel like Taylor... Is definitely probably going to continue using the symbol unless she somehow really breaks free of her cage.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the the last one I didn't even put in here is um, during tour. Is it "Don't blame me, don't blame me for what you made me do"? Like that whole part, mm-hmm. her, those lights shoot up into the sky, and they Ooh. are all in like a circle around her, so it kind of looks like she's standing in a cage. Because oh, of wow. the way the lights shine, wow. and then wow. one by one they all go out during the like oh, same my is my babe They all go out one by one.
0: Oh my god! Wow. And
1: then it looks like all the bars are coming down
0: around her. It's it's. I'm excited to see that in person. God, me too. And that just looking thinking about her tour, it's like yeah. Even if it's not a birdcage metaphor, like we're still seeing so many being trapped. Yeah. like all of the glass boxes um, so it's like this general theme of like, the closet lines the exactly the, the closet heads. lines like the Venetian blinds the horizontal lines like all of these like bars cages trapped in the closet it's it's wild
1: it's almost as if she's trapped
0: <laughs> it's, almost it's almost as, as, as if she, she can't trapped. live
1: her truth <laughs>
0: Uh, okay well uh, what an amazing episode Madison thank you so much for pulling all of the all of these amazing notes together
1: of course thank you for being here and sounding off with me and reading the poetry the only way that I can have poetry read out loud
0: (laughs) what a little sweetie you are um Yeah, it's really my pleasure. I love talking about the birdcage metaphor with you. And
1: this won't be the last of it. This won't be the last of it. Especially after this episode, this bitch is going to take it and run. (laughs) She loves to just take the archer's little hairpin drops and run.
0: That's right. Um, Well, you know, I guess if we're at the end of the episode, is there anything that you want to say to wrap this up? just that it's almost 1 a.m. and we
1: did aim to be done by midnight so
0: perfect perfect great okay well without further ado i guess we're gonna get into our little car and um, we're gonna drive away so time to go i mean this is the thing they're just a- And, And, uh, before I leave, stay, 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 gamer, gander? but I'm just like, it's fucking Lavender!